0: Good morning and welcome to prayers for your day. This is Danita, and today is Thursday, February the 3rd, 2022. As always, I thank God for you, for what He is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that God has divinely connected you to for such a time as this. I apologize for my absence on yesterday. I actually recorded. And saved kind of the opening part of it, but due to some weather I was experiencing on my job, I'm going to uh, my job. I just didn't think it would be wise for me to continue to try to record and I didn't get back to it. And so that is, again, a lesson to me and hopefully a lesson to all of us. It's important to start our day with God because when we don't, time gets away. Time gets away and time sometimes gets the best of us. So it's a reminder to me that really, Danita, this is get on this as much as you can before you leave the house so that nothing can can get in the way of um, of praying with and for uh, your brothers and your sisters in Christ. But when we left off on Tuesday, we talked about um, protecting our anointing and protecting the 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 anointing of others and so the Lord had brought back into my remembrance Samson and Delilah and so I asked you all to read Judges chapter 13 and let the Holy Spirit speak to you in terms of revelation so when we left off on Tuesday we had talked about being specific in our prayers when the angel of the Lord um, went to Uh, Samson's mother, he told her that she was barren and childless. He also told her that she was going to conceive and have a son. And so the revelation that the Holy Spirit began to speak to me is that we need to be specific in our prayers. We need to know, we need to talk specifics when we're talking to God. We need to talk specifics. Not that God doesn't know specifics. He knows everything about us, but we need to be specific about what we want him to do in our lives. Even though the angel was talking to the woman, it's a reminder to us how the angel spoke in specifics. He was specific so we can be specific because God desires to do a specific thing in our life. God just doesn't desire for you to be married. He desires for you to be married to have agape love in your marriage, that your marriage bring you both joy, that your marriage bring you both peace, that you have godly offspring. You know that, and I can go on and on and on. So when we pray about things, we have to be specific in our prayers. And it's okay to be specific because when you read Genesis to Revelation, when you read the Bible, you see that God cares about the specifics. He cares about the little things. Um, in which we might perceive as little things, but there's nothing too little for God. And so as we read this, the angel told the mother to be kind of what she needs to do. He said, now see to that you don't drink no wine or other fermented drink and that you do not anything unclean. Anything unclean because you will conceive and give birth to a son. No razor may be used on his head because the boy is to be a Nazarite, Nazarite set apart to God from birth, and he will begin the deliverance of Israel from the hands of the Philistines. So, that from the very beginning, before he was even born, don't you know that God feels that way about us? Don't you know that before we were even born, before Genesis 1 and 1, God was saying, for the woman, for the girl, for the boy is to be a blank set apart to God from birth and he or she will begin dot, dot, dot. Don't you see that God really had those plans for you and I The plans that we are now living, the, the goals and the dreams that, that are, that are in the desire that are placed in us. Don't you know that God had that from the very beginning when we were made in the sacred place in our mother's womb? He predestined the anointing that was going to be on our lives. So whatever it is that you're good at, whatever it is that you excel in, whatever it is that you do that gives God glory, because remember, it's not about us, it's about him. And if we know God's heart, we know that in everything that we do, it is to give him glory. I don't care what you do. I don't care where you work. I don't care if you don't work, if you're a house. Wife, or a housewoman, or a, a house husband, or whatever it may be, whatever you do, you do it until the glory of God. That's what the word says. If you are a custodian or a janitor, you clean. To the glory of God, you make sure it sparkles. So when people come into the restroom or when people wash their hands because you've been praying while you've been cleaning, they smell something. It feels different. Why? Because you were there and the Holy Spirit rests in you. I don't care if you work in customer service, the way you say hello when you answer the phone, the way you tell people have a good day, the way you interact with people. Don't you understand? It is for his glory. When people see us, they should see the God in us. They should know That it had to be God because they were feeling so bad, but yet this young woman or this young man came to them and told them to have a good day or told them to smile. They have a beautiful smile because you talk to somebody who've been feeling like they were less than or have been feeling like they were unattractive. Every time people encounter us, they should have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And I'm, and you don't always have to say, you know, Jesus' name because Jesus, it should be all over you. The glory of God should be all over you. When you walk in the room, everything that is dark should either turn to light or leave. Or leave. And I can tell you that there should be some rooms that you walk in that just because you're there, people leave, not because you're nasty or mean, they leave because it's something about your presence that they can't withstand because darkness cannot stand in the presence of light. So don't get offended when all of a sudden people who you used to hang with don't want to hang around you. It's the anointing that's on your life and you you have to protect it. You have to guard it. You have to shield it. Because God didn't give it to you for you. See, he he said in his word regarding Samson that Samson would begin the deliverance of Israel. See, the anointing was never about Samson. It was about the deliverance of Israel. The anointing is never about you and me, but it's about the deliverance of somebody else. It's about setting the captives free. It's about being a blessing to somebody else. It's about speaking truth to a dying world. It's about healing and praying and interceding for those who are sick. Protect your anointing and protect the anointing of others who are connected to you. So in verse six, it says, then the woman went to her husband and told him a man of God came to me. He looked like an angel of God. Very awesome. I didn't ask him where he came from and he didn't tell me his name, but he said to me, you will conceive and give birth to a son. Now, then drink no wine or other fermented drink and do not eat anything unclean because the boy will be a Nazarite of God from birth until the day of his death. Verse eight. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord. "O Lord, I beg you. Let the man of God you sent to us come again to teach us how to bring up the boy who is to be born. I'm going to stop right there. Well, let me know. I'm gonna keep reading. Verse nine says, God heard Manoah and the angel of God came again to the woman while she was out in the field. But her husband, Manoah, was not with her. The woman hurried to tell her husband he's here. The man who appeared to me the other day, Manoah got up and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said, are you the one who talked to my wife? I am, he said. So Manoah asked him, when your words are fulfilled, what is to be the rule for the boy's life? And work. The angel of the Lord answered, Your wife must do all that I have told her. She must not eat anything that comes from the grapevine, nor drink any wine or other for men to drink, nor eat anything unclean. She must do everything I have commanded her. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, We would like you to stay until we prepare a goat for you. I'm gonna stop right there. I really should have stopped at 13, 14. But I'm going to say this. I'm not going to pray today, but I'm going to say these things because there's so many nuggets in here. Often what we will notice in, in the word of God is that God will often go to the woman first. He will always go to the woman first. He went to Mary first, right? He will always and not always, but in many instances in the Bible, he has gone to the woman first. So for those of you who are married or desire to be married, right? Women understand that everything that you get from God, your husband may not get it first. He may not get it first, but you have a responsibility, right? To go tell the husband what God has said. Now, men. Men who are husbands, men who desire to be married. You have to understand the two are one. When Manoah prayed to the Lord, he said, I beg you, let the man of God you sent to us, to us, the two are one. He didn't say, let the man of God who came and talked to my wife, come talk to me. He didn't tell me that. He didn't do that. He said, let God, whatever, whatever was said Come and tell us, come and tell us, come and tell us, come again to teach us. He understood that it's it's a we deal. The two are one. And a lot of times when the Bible says do not be unequally yoked, a lot of times things like this, when you are a woman who hears from God. And is walking in the anointing that God has given you to hear him. If a man cannot receive that, it may cause some issues. So as women, you have to use wisdom in terms of can this man that I desire to be married to handle my anointing? Can he protect my anointing? Because even though it was about their son, right? Manoah did not belittle her. He didn't say, girl, you crazy. You ain't hear nothing like that. Girl, you crazy. You barren. He, he didn't say any of that. Instead, he went to God. The Bible says then Manoah prayed to the Lord. Come on, y'all. He prayed to God for himself. He prayed to God for himself, but he said us, meaning he was in agreement. Let the man of God, you sent to us, come again to teach us. It It wasn't a doubt. But he wanted to know, he wanted to hear it. But he said, us, y'all, he said, us, take hold of that. If you are married, take hold of that. God desires for it to be we. Everything that Mary, everything you do, even from protecting each other's anointing should be us. And if it's not us, because the woman is worried about this, that and the other, or the man is worried about this, that and the other, that's going to cause some problems. But see, God heard him and the angel came again to the woman. Again, he went to the woman. And she hurried to tell her husband. Hallelujah. And then the man got up and followed his wife. Oh, my God. He got up and followed his wife. We are living in a time where we have to know that we know that we know it's okay to follow your wife. If your wife is the one that God chooses to speak to, it's okay to follow your wife. It said he got up and followed his wife. Now, somebody might say, well, she's out of order. The man is the head of the household. It has nothing to do with being the head. It has to do with who is God speaking to? Who is God speaking to? The angel could have went and spoke to uh, Manoah. And it never says the wife's name. At least I've not read the wife's name. It only says the husband's name. But it said that the husband got up and followed his wife to the angel of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he understood that she had heard from God and it wasn't about her. It was about the assignment. It was about the anointing on Samson's life. I'm going to say that again. It wasn't about her. It wasn't the fact that she was a woman. It wasn't the fact that she was trying to tell him what the angel said. It, It wasn't about her. It was about what God was saying about how to protect the anointing on their child's life. But he had to recognize, Manoah had to recognize that his wife heard from God. He had to put pride aside and recognize, I got to get up and follow her. And we have to recognize that even though he prayed, the angel of the Lord showed up with the wife. I know I'm not praying today, but I'm telling you, y'all, there is revelation in protecting your anointing and protecting the anointing of the others around you. Because you think about Manoah, not only was he going to learn about how to protect the anointing on his son who had not yet been born yet, they hadn't even conceived Samson yet. But he also had to protect the anointing that was on his wife for this time and for this season because she was hearing from God. The angel was showing up to her and giving her direction for their family because it wasn't about them. It was about the deliverance of Israel. So, when we can come to understand, when we can come to understand that the anointing is not about us, the anointing is, it, it wasn't about her running around, God told me, the said the Lord. It wasn't about that. It was about the anointing on what she was carrying. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. There is an anointing on what you carry. There is an anointing on what God has placed on the inside of you. Protect your anointing. And I thank God that Manoah did not shut his wife down. At least, you know, what we're reading right now. He did not shut his wife down. He did not say, girl, you ain't heard from God. But he said, teach us, God. (laughs) Woo! Teach us, God. Show us how to bring up the boy. Show us what to do, God. He went to God. When his wife shared, he went to God. Oh, my God. I pray men, if any men who are listening, I pray that when your wife comes and tells you something that you go to to God on behalf of y'all, both of y'all. And I pray that you protect her anointing. Don't shoot her down. Don't make her think that she's crazy or that she's too spiritual. But go to God. Protect her anointing as she is carrying something. What are you carrying, people of God? Protect your anointing. Protect the anointing of those in your circle because there is a purpose for it. And watch God work. Hallelujah. I love you all. Have a blessed day. Um, I'm excited about this word because as many times as I've read the story of Samson and Delilah. See, that's why we need a Rima word. That's why we need a right now word. And I pray this is my prayer for you today. That your ears would be open to the li- to the things that you deem are little to the things that you deem are small. And that you follow up and follow through with what you hear. When God gives you names of people in the Bible, I pray that you go back and that you read them. And watch God just begin to take the layers off and allow you to see in a deeper way what God is saying. Because he's speaking. He still speaks. He still speaks. He still He still speaks. He still hears. For the Bible says for for the one who has made the ears, does he not hear for the one who has made the eyes? Does he not see? I'm so glad that we serve a savior who still hears us and who still sees us. (laughs) Even in the midnight hour, he hears you and he sees you protect your anointing. It has a purpose. Love you all. Bye-bye.